very difficult conversation to have at a breakfast table this morning. Today is Orange Shirt Day, and the reason we wear Orange Shirt Day is to uh, support the survivors from the residential school system. And I was trying to explain this to my children. We sat down, we had some Cheerios, we were looking across the uh, table from each other, and I've got a six and a four-year-old that I'm telling you have to wear an orange shirt for. I want to put this into perspective for just half a second, what the residential school system is. If you haven't, if you haven't gone into a lot of the details of the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, just hear this out, okay? 150,000 people were placed in the residential schools nationally. 150,000 people. 6,000. 6,000 people died while in attendance. That's astronomical. That's enormous. And we started to learn more with the Truth and Reconciliation Commission about what we knew that there was something going on. We knew that it was this deep, dark thing that was going on. But once we started getting more details about what was going on, once we started seeing exactly what the, uh, 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 what the premise of it was, what the philosophy was, made those residential school systems look even worse. Now, here's where the problem becomes even bigger. If I was to say to you 150,000 people were taken and we were planning on erasing their Métis heritage or their Inuit heritage, if I was, you would say, oh, it probably happened 1900, maybe 100 years ago. That would be the earliest. The last school was closed in 1996, 20 years ago. We haven't even had that wound begin to fester yet. That's how new this all is. The pain that goes with it, the humiliation that goes with it, the cultural genocide that existed is only 20 years old. And we're trying right now to explain to our kids in terms that six-year-olds can understand what happened. Wear an orange shirt today. They want the lesson why. We don't really know what it is. The website, orangeshirtday.org has the story of Phyllis. This is, what, this is one of the reasons that we want to wear the orange shirt. Phyllis Jack Webstad told the story. I went to the mission school for one year in 73-74. I had just turned six years old. This is the age, I just want to point this out, this is the age that she was starting the school that we are now trying to get the message out to of something that we haven't even really understood. It's 20 years old. I lived with my grandmother on the Dog Creek Reserve. We never had very much money, and there was no welfare. Somehow, my granny managed to buy me a new outfit to go to the mission school. I just remember going to Robinson's store and picking out a shiny orange shirt. String lace up in the front, and it was so bright and exciting. Just like I felt going to school. When I got to the mission, they stripped me. They took away my clothes, including the orange shirt. I never saw it again. I didn't understand why they wouldn't give it back to me. It was mine. The color orange has always reminded me of that and how my feelings didn't matter, how no one cared, how I felt like I was worth nothing. All of us little children were crying and nobody cared. I was 13 years old and in grade 8 when my son Jeremy was born. Because my grandmother and mother both attended residential school for 10 years each, I never knew what parenting was supposed to be like. With the help of my aunt, Agnes Jack, I was able to raise my son and have him know me as his mother. 
I went to a treatment center for a healing when I was 27 and have been on the healing journey ever since then. I finally get it, that the feeling of worthlessness and insignificance ingrained in me from my first day at the mission affected the way that I lived my life for many years. Even now, when I know nothing could be further than the truth, I still sometimes feel that I don't matter, even with all of the work that I've done. I am honored to be able to tell my story so that others may benefit and understand and maybe other survivors will feel comfortable enough to share their stories. If you're curious, Phyllis uh, is married today. She has one son, two grandsons, already aged nine and five. She is uh, with the Canoe Creek Indian Band and lives in Williams Lake, B.C. She has now earned a diploma in business administration from the Nicola Valley Institute of Technology and in accounting from the Thompson Rivers University. She's moved on to have success. How do you explain that to the kids these days? That's part of the truth and reconciliation. We have to get this into the education. I brought my kids in an orange T-shirt. I, I, I know that they were probably the only ones wearing an orange T-shirt. Certainly, I wasn't able to get the message to a four-year-old about how to explain to the kids why wearing an orange shirt is so important. I'm not blaming the teachers. They're, they're focused on other, other things right now. This hasn't hit the mainstream yet. How do we have this conversation with our kids? How do we look at something that is still so new to us to try to put it into a historic significance to be able to say that 20 years ago we finally recognized that these mission schools were genocidal to culture and explain how complex generational poverty is to a group of people wearing an orange shirt at least starts the conversation I know that it, it isn't the mainstream yet I completely recognize it's not the mainstream yet but please when you're having that difficulty with your kids, start with the orange shirt and say every day that the orange shirt day comes up, orangeshirtday.org, you'll at least tell Phyllis's story and try once they're older to have it into context that what we did was so terrible and completely erased the culture of not just one group of people, but 150,000 people. And try to remember that you're wearing that orange shirt for a group of people who survived those terrible conditions. And also try to remember some of those people that didn't make it out.